Praise the Lord, brothers and sisters. It's me, your brother, John Agemome. Today, I want to talk about how to identify false preachers, false prophets. I'm so grieved when I watch certain videos about so-called men of God who deceive members of the flock not only by fraudulent means, not only financially, not through dubious uh, financial deeds, but even sexual abuse. I watched one recently and I was so touched and that has um, prompted me to really do this video. Perhaps it can get some people to reason twice again before they seek after signs and wonders. The motivating factor in all this is people who are seeking for signs and wonders, fruit of the womb, or whatever need that they have, instead of praying to God. So I'm talking to fellow brothers and sisters that they should take it to the word of God and not be deceived in these end times. We are told in the latter times, men shall depart from the faith. It shall give you to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So, it is my admonition that you be not deceived at all. Rather take it to what the Lord Jesus Christ has told us. Severally, the Lord has warned us in the Bible that in the last times, in the last latter days, perilous times shall come. There shall be deceivers, false prophets, false teachers, especially those who do signs and wonders, magical signs and wonders. There are many who have deviated from the faith. They no longer put their trust in the Lord only. They rather go after other gods, rather go after magical powers just to have a large population in their church. No wonder the Bible says, that the love of money is the root of all evils. May none of my brothers and sisters and friends be deceived in the name of Jesus. And that is why I'm releasing this uh, video. In the first place, the Lord Jesus Christ has saved us and he has given us the Holy Spirit. In other words, we have the ability to do signs and wonders in his name. Nevertheless, there are people who do not want to live the life of a Christian, but would rather go after magic. They want power, but they do not want the, to live the life of the Christian. We need to be grounded and rooted in the word of God if we don't want to be deceived, especially in this sentence. By studying the Bible, by taking delight in reading the Word of God. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 tells us that we should be like a workman that don't need to be ashamed of our tools, rightly dividing the word of truth. In Colossians 2, 6 to 7, we are admonished to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God. It requires, you know, uh, time 
and we should dedicate time, devote time to studying the Word of God, meditating upon the Word of God, seeking God's faith concerning our needs, rather than run to questionable prophets just because they are able to tell you things and most often all these are stage managed. But I do, look, I do believe there are false, there are true prophets of God today. Certainly there are true prophets, but there are more false prophets. That is why we need to be aware. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, there is this scripture I want to read to you. Because Satan is regarded as the God of this world, small letter G. But I want to read it directly for you to, to know what the Bible says. Here's what it says, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. Or let's start from verse 3. Verse 3 says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So there are people who go after the God of this world, small letter G. That's the devil, that's Satan. He's the deceiver. He's the one who has got agents to deceive people. But I don't want you to be deceived. And that is why this enlightenment. Also in 2 Corinthians, book of 2 Corinthians, there's a scripture that tells us we should beware because Satan has followers. He has agents. They disguise as children of God. And the purpose is to deceive people. Satan doesn't want any Christian to make heaven. No. He's jealous of Christians and want to deceive Christians possibly. And that is why we don't want to be careless with our Christian testimony. So, brothers and sisters, let's know that the word of God is true. And now what Jesus says about false prophets is also true. We don't need to be deceived by them. Now, let me start by saying that there are three sources of prophecies when it comes to prophecies. Somebody says something and we say, God told me. Don't just take that person like that. Say, oh, the Lord indeed has spoken. There are three sources of prophecies or revelations that we need to know. If somebody is speaking from his or her mind and say, Thus said the Lord, we are not bound to believe. We should search the scriptures. For example, in Ecclesiastes 5, verse 3, the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 5, verse 3, this is what it says. For a dream cometh through the multitude of business, and a fool's voice is known by multitude of words. 
Dreams can come through multitude of business. What you are strongly thinking about could be your secular job. It could be that you are traveling to a particular place and you are thinking so much about it. You are likely to have dreams about such things. So such kind of dreams and revelation about things that you are thinking about, they come from the multitude of business. So if you have such dreams, you cannot come and say, Thus say the Lord. That's not right. That's deception because it's out of the multitude of business, out of what you are thinking. You are so much engrossed about and dream now come, you say, it's God. No. So there are three sources. Number one is the multitude of business, which we have just talked about now. The second one is satanic revelation or dream or vision. Satan himself can give dream and vision. The purpose of Satan is to deceive, to steal, to kill and destroy lives. John chapter 10, verse 10. So, he can bring revelation to anybody. And it's not for anybody to say, oh, God has said. There's the one and true and living God, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, if that revelation is from, not from the Lord Jesus Christ, no. And uh, it's not from... Uh, the human mind out of the body of business is most likely to be from Satan. So the third revelation, of course, is divine revelation. That is God himself giving revelation. First John chapter 5, verse 20. So God gives revelation. You can get revelation from your busy mind, and you can also get revelation from God. So it's not all kinds of dreams or revelation or visions that are from God. That is the point I want to emphasize. Therefore, there's a responsibility for yourself and myself to judge every dream, every vision, every utterance by so-called men of God who prophesy, but they are not real men of God. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, we have this in the Bible, and we need to take it to what God has said. First John chapter 4, verse 1. This is what it says. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. This is in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. Many false prophets, especially now that Satan knows that his time is short. So he's out there to deceive so many people through false dreams, false visions. Now, let me give you a typical example. There is a lady I know. I know her so well. When she was yet single, seven people, seven people came to her, seven brothers, and said, God said you are my wife. Differently, they came differently. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Differently, different occasions. 
She's a rich child of God. He did not agree with her spirit. And she did not have anything to do with those kind of thus said the Lord. God said, you are my wife. But eventually, God gave her her own husband. And she's uh, married successfully and has raised children and even have grandchildren today. What about those brothers? They were in the name of the Lord. They came and said, Thus said the Lord. I'm talking of people in church. I'm not talking of unbelievers. She didn't have to go to a native doctor and say, Oh, who is my husband? These ones came to her, seven of them. Say, God told me. So you can see all of them lied. Christians. Before I forget, just know that the church as we have it today is a missed multitude. You have real children of God there. You have agents of darkness there. You have those who are backsliding or are at the point of backsliding. They are out there. So we need to be very, very careful about the kind of uh, people we believe to be real, genuine prophets of God. Signs and wonders and miracles are not enough for you and me to believe that this is a man of God. Because, oh, I can see a lot of signs. I can see a lot of wonders. So there were a lot of magicians in the time of uh, Moses. And you know what happened. When God uh, plagued the Egyptians, they said, ah, we can do this. We can do that. Whatever Moses did, they replicated it until it came to the very last sign, you know, the plague of the firstborn. That's to tell you that Satan has its own counterfeit miracles, magic, actually. They manipulate. Talking about the future, oh, uh, some people are saying this man of God is not to be believed, but whatever he says is true. He tells the truth. Or in other words, he predicts the future and it comes to pass. That again is not enough reason for you to say, that's a man of God. Why? Because Jesus Christ gave us several proof. One of them, he said, by their fruits, ye shall know them. By their fruit, ye shall know them. Amen. So we need to go by what Jesus Christ has told us that if they don't bear the fruit, it don't bear the fruit of um, godly character, which is found in Galatians 5, 20 to 23. You know, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience, meekness, faithfulness, you know, goodness, etc. The fruit has to be there. A true prophet of God should resemble Christ and behave like Christ. Should have godly character. If this godly character is not there, we have every reason to suspect whether this is a true man of God. So there are some scriptures. Like I said in uh, Matthew 7 verse 20. See, by their fruit shall know them. Check the fruit. Check their lifestyle. This person you say is a man of God and is performing signs and wonders. How does he be? How is his life? Is he an immoral person? 
Is he a polygamist and he's doing so many magical things and people take him to be a servant of God? These are the issues. So let's talk one uh, after the other, some seven signs to check for. Number one, true prophets of God, we always glorify the Lord. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ will be glorified in their ministry. By their utterances, by their actions, and in action, the name of the Lord should be glorified. The Holy Spirit will not say anything contrary to the word of God. The Holy Spirit will not say things that will not bring glory and honor to God. In John chapter 16, verse 14. You can take time to read that one. John chapter 16, verse 14. Holy Spirit will bring glory and honor to the name of the Lord. Therefore, this so-called man of God that is performing signs and wonders does the action of that prophet bring glory and honor to the Lord Jesus Christ? That's one. Number two, the signs and wonders must be in line with the nature and character of God. So we should know how God looks like. My Jesus is full of justice. My Jesus is full of righteousness. If this prophet is unrighteous, he's the one who seduces uh, uh, ladies and he says he's a child of God. You have every reason to doubt whether he's a real child of God. Number three, on the basis of what I told you, the three sources of prophecy, check the source of his signs and wonders. The genesis of his signs and wonders. How did he get the inspiration? How did he get all this revelation or signs and wonders? Check about his personality, whether this person is actually genuine. So, is he source God? Is he marine spirit? Does he consult with uh, native doctors in the night and then during the day? He professes to be a child of God. You need to know before you just go, you know, and uh, sell yourself to so-called men of God and the defraud members of the congregation. Number four. Does the deliverance, so-called deliverance or healings, bring glory to God? Does he edify the Christian? Does he lead them to a closer walk with God? Does he bring them into bondage? Do they have to do certain things that, you know, we made them contradict the word of God? These are the things. Number five. Does the results of their signs and wonders or their preachings bring the fear of God to the congregants, to the people in the church or fellowship? The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 9 verse 10. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. 
and knowledge of God. Now, the fear of God does not bring a, you know, does not bring a misery to one. We're talking about reverential fear. That kind of fear that makes you to respect God and worship Him, and you wouldn't want to commit sin against God. That's the kind of fear we're talking about, the fear of God. For example, Joseph in the Old Testament had the fear of God. That's why even when he was enticed by Potiphar's wife, he did not yield. He did not yield to the temptation. He said, how can I do this wicked thing against my God? So, check whether this results in the fear of God. Number six. Is it in line with the scriptures? It's not enough for this man to produce signs and wonders. His teachings, all her teachings, all their teachings, are they in line with the word of God? If they prophesy to you, say, oh, your husband is a wizard, and she immediately pack out of his house. Many people will believe that. Because a prophet, he has said it. But is that in line with the word of God? Does God say somebody should tell you to leave your husband or your wife? Because a witch? This same prophet will tell you, suffer not a witch to live. But I want to tell you, that's in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, people who have spirit of witchcraft can be delivered. That's why God has given the Holy Spirit. That's why he has given the gifts of the Spirit. There are nine spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And these gifts are to help the body of Christ. If somebody is possessed, that person can be delivered. Jesus Christ delivered those who were possessed in the Bible. People who were manned, they were made well by the Lord Jesus Christ. He even raised the dead. So the gifts of the Spirit are for the purpose of delivering people who are oppressed. So you say, man of God tell you, oh, your wife is a witch. And that is why you will never prosper unless and until you push her out, you never prosper. So-called men of God, they say such things and people foolishly believe them ought not to be so. So, if it's not scriptural, what they teach is not scriptural, you have no right to believe them. Please, take heed to what you hear. Check, check their fruit. By the fruit, by their fruit, you shall know them. Jesus said that one. By their fruit, you shall know them. Praise the Lord. By their fruit, you shall know them. So, if they bear negative fruits contrary to galatians 5 22 23 why would you fear them why would you think that oh this is a prophet of god this is a man of god no cannot be there's a passage i want to read and i still uh, in deuteronomy deuteronomy chapter 13 verse 1 to 3 Please listen carefully to this because not many people who want to use this scripture in judging false prophets. 
Whereas we are asked to judge, to try every spirit, whether they are of God or not. So verse 1 says, Deuteronomy chapter 13, If there arise you, arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and give thee a sign or a wonder, verse 2, and the sign or the wonder comes to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. That is Deuteronomy chapter 13, verse 1 to 3. Please read it again and ponder on it. A prophet, a false prophet may tell you something and it's actually true. Or may tell you something will happen and it will happen. That is not enough to take that man as a man of God. Go by what Jesus says. By their fruits ye shall know them. The totality of their lifestyle. Are they married? Are they divorced? Is he a divorced prophet and is telling you also to divorce your husband and you believe that person because you see magical signs and wonders? All these signs and wonders, they can easily be manipulated by the devil. That's one thing you need to know. Is the man of God living in sin? Is he living a holy life, a righteous life? These are the questions you need to ask. Now seek to know Jesus. Seek to be more like Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. So there's no justification for you, you know, to go to a man of God just for deliverance or prayers when he does not qualify, you know, to be a man of God by these seven traits I've given you. I just want to repeat them. It's important. Number one, check whether what they do and what they say, whether they glorify the name of the Lord. Two, check whether what they say and what they do is in line with the word of God. It's in line with the nature and character of the Lord. Three, check the source of their signs and wonders and even prophecies. Check. You need to check. Number four, see whether the deliverance brings bondage, whether it brings changed lives, whether they only just talk about signs and wonders. They don't care whether you follow the Lord Jesus Christ, whether you resemble Christ. Five, does he result in the fear of the Lord? Is there fear of God in the mind of God in the first place? And then, six, is it in line with the scriptures that you do or you ought to do? Number seven and last one, check the fruit that the prophets bear. The Bible says, or Jesus said, by their fruit you shall know them. 
if this man's character or the woman's character is not in line with the word of God, then you have every right to say this may be of Satan. God has not sent such a person. Do not be deceived. How can a man of God tell you to go and eat grass, physical grass, just for the sake of miracle? People believe it and they start to eat grass. Some men of God, they do funny, unprintable things that I cannot even mention. So-called men of God, please don't be deceived. We are in the end times indeed. The coming of the Lord is so near. Please examine yourself and see whether you are in the faith. Are you born again? If you are not truly and genuinely born again, please seek to know Jesus. What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Because you want children. Because you want money. Then you go and sell your birthright like Esau. May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. So make sure you are born again. That one is very, very important. Because except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So you want to gain, have a lot of money, have a lot of power. But you are not born again. Please. Ask Jesus to forgive your sin. Acknowledge that you are a sinner. Ask sin to genuinely forgive you, to sincerely forgive you. And from there you become a child of God. Mean this with all your heart. And I pray that as you pray to the Lord Jesus Christ, you forgive all your sins. John chapter 1 verse 20 says, As many as received him, he gave them power to become sons of God. So you can become a child of God today. Just accept the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And you shall not be deceived. And that is coming in the translation, which is very soon. You will not miss out in Jesus' name. This is my prayer for you and for all who will listen to this message. It is just from my heart to you because so many deceivers are in the world and God doesn't want us to be deceived. And lastly, 1 John chapter 4, verse 1 says, We should not believe every spirit, but prove to see whether it's of God or of the enemy. God bless you. I love you. Next time, we'll see you again. God bless you.